we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I struggle to to comprehend how you would just, you know, willy-nilly sort of uh, say, hey, yeah, this is the God I like. I, I'm going to just serve that God. But I want to know if it's true, man. I, I want to understand the truth. You can edit that out, right? <laughs> he, won't, he won't be here next episode. Hey! Brothers and sisters, welcome what back to the True happened, Discussion. Man. You're ruining my perfect intro. Did you Gosh. seize? You do this every time. Are you okay? Welcome well, back to the your... True Discussion podcast. The only discussion podcast in the world. Dude, killing it tonight. The only <laughs> podcast in the world where we can discuss anything with anyone. We know for sure not because we stand on the word of God. Amen. And a woman. No. Yeah. yeah. That's right. What Boys and girls, your, your, your guy, Joseph Dobbs, is woke. This is oh. the wokest ministry you'll ever listen to on the podcast. Nope. Dude, it's nope. about time, okay? True discussion needs to be woke. We need to be inclusive. Um, we have representation, right? Do we? Yeah. What is that? Well, I'm white, and you're, I mean. White? You're you. Okay, but hold on. I'm a male. Who are you? Do you want to do the introductions? <clears throat> what is going on, bro? We are your hosts. <laughs> Are you feeling a little depleted mentally Good. or what? I am. I'm fried. Okay. Uh, my name is Joseph mm, Dobbs. And I am, you know what? I'm joined by this guy because I'm not doing his intros anymore. Yeah, Christopher Douglas. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. So, um, dude, how's it feel to be on the Wokest Podcast, the Wokest Christian Podcast in Goodland, Kansas? Actually, Oh, that's, that's, that could be. That statement probably is true. That actually would be true. No, man. We Maybe. represent. Um we do. We represent. We have re- good representation because we have. Let's see. We have me. We have you. Uh, I'm over here. You're over there. I speak this way. You speak that way. I mean, we got. We got pretty good representation. Hmm. I'm straight. That's pretty interesting. I feel like it's all time, all time low. Maybe. Of- uh, okay. We're. Let's get serious. Okay, let's get really serious. Because we're going to talk some serious stuff tonight. Hey, so tomorrow is your last day of students. Yeah, right? well, I'm not getting fired, but it's graduation day tomorrow, yeah. Oh, you? they didn't tell you? They yet? told you before they oh, told me that they're firing shoot, me? Man, I'm... Why on earth no, did they the college didn't, operate no, that way? No, 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 I, they, <laughs> they didn't do that. Oh, never mind, yeah, forget what I said. They didn't do that. Um, uh, but just in case, you know what I'm saying? You might want to not you, spend you know. so much. <laughs> hey, remember that date you're going this weekend? You might want to cancel that. I don't know. I've said too much. Uh, no, we got graduation tomorrow. It's good, man. Uh, actually, it's funny you bring that up. I had sort of like not not like depression today, but kind of. I was like getting bummed that like there's this group of students mm-hmm. that I have that's like, man, I, I may never see you again. That's and true. that's kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of. Sure. I guess it's. I think growing up, the Part last day of school was a sad day for me. Is it really? It re- yeah, I don't That's know. That's interesting. Always always was. It so. doesn't seem like it for this group. I think they're ready to sure. get out of there. Anyhow. Move okay. on to bigger and better things. Huh? Hopefully, amen there, and a woman. Bigger and better things. Okay, uh, a what? woman is not a thing. It's not a thing. It is. That's it's... what amen means in the Bible. It's saying amen. No. That's what it means. That's not what it means. Oh. Well, we've already covered this actually months ago. Did we did we talk yeah, about a woman? We did. We probably did. Yeah, we 
Uh, and you sure know what? Did. If you want to be inclusive, you better say amen, a woman, a trans man, a trans. Like, you better go down the list. Mm. You don't want to leave anyone out. Yeah. Gosh darn it. I thought we were woke. Hmm. Okay. Let's, uh, no, we will get for real. Is this where we try? <laughs> is this what we're going to do? Is we're going to try we tr- to be woke? <laughs> we're trending finally. Everyone's. It's like the. Uh, <laughs> Like the cool dad not being cool, but really trying really hard yeah, to be cool. Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, that's us now. This is a new. Do you do that with your students? They probably speak in different the students funky languages make fun of me, and it's not that I try to use their lingo, but if I like accidentally do because I'm around it all day, mm-hmm. if you use some of their lingo, they'll like call you out. They'll make oh, fun is that of right? you. Like, Don't use my lingo. I'm like, Dude, oh, is that right? Back off. Yeah. Do you Whatever. ask them? Do they have a copyright on that? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Sorry. Is that copyright? Okay. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna press on. What do we open up with tonight? It's uh. Well, actually, I need to apologize. Oh my god. <clears throat> to listeners. So last week we talked about having a guest on and that and yes, dude, I. So the people won't know, but we're not recording on our normal night because I got sick, man. You little boo-hoo. Dude, I'm telling you, I was in rough shape. You were crying last night on the phone. I was not crying. Because I was like, no, Chris, we're going to do a podcast tonight. (laughs) No, that's not at all what happened. Put Megan on. Let me talk to an adult. And then what did she say? Chris is <laughs> so she was the one crying. Yeah, or we were both crying. No, you both were. It sounds like your stories are mixed up here. <laughs> What's the truth? The story's falling apart pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah. No, so anyway, I wanted to well. apologize to the listeners uh, because that fell through uh, because of my illness. So I do apologize. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna try to to get him on at another date. So yeah, no worries. The the content is just as relevant. It'll be good. Yeah. Uh, it'll still so. be true. It'll just still be disgusting. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it'll be it'll be entertaining. So. Uh, but I did. I don't know. Have you heard about the the ruling in Lubbock, Texas? So I did not. Apparently, I think I heard like just a like a snippet on the radio, but I didn't catch where and whatever. And I came home, and Megan, she was like pumped. She was like, "Oh my gosh, did you hear this?" Because she's from Texas, and so Big all Texas. the good stuff that happens in Texas, like she's a huge fan of. Oh sure, pom poms and whatnot. But <clears throat> you know, whatever Lubbock. Yeah. Anyway, so what they, what happened in Texas today was the Texas voters uh, make Lubbock a sanctuary city for the unborn. Becoming it became the largest city in the United States to uh, to outlaw abortion. Dang. That's huge, man. That's, That's crazy. A big deal. Yeah. So, and I guess the the second the city that was uh, it was like Big Springs, Texas was is the second largest, but that was the first. And so that's a population of 28,000, but Lubbock is uh, 229,000 people. Ah, And it passed by a margin of like 62.46%. Holy cow. Yeah. Get, get abortion out of here. Yeah. That's a huge deal. That's a huge, that's a huge deal. It's big. Absolutely. I feel like I, I can appreciate, um, it seems like a lot of, these tech companies and things like that that are, you know, in it, super woke and all that are, you know, not in, they're in these bigger cities. And so mm-hmm. to see a city like a Lubbock, city. yeah, to make a decision like that, that, wow. that is, is so conservative. And there are 22 cities. Um, what did I, I read that, uh, 22 smaller cities and two uh, in Nebraska that are sanctuary city for the unborn. So in the United States. My goodness. So that, I mean, that's pretty cool. 
But I guess it's refreshing to me to see a city like that. I don't know. It was earlier this week. I think there was some march in Austin, Texas, uh, for like communists. It was like a communist march. I guess I don't remember hearing about that. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I mean that that's where like a lot of liberals and things like that are. Which is funny because I think that that's where uh, Tesla's at now. Oh, okay. and then uh, Joe Rogan is down there. I I have I listen to his stuff every once in a while. Usually it's like someone that he has a guest on that I'm that I'm interested in mm-hmm. more so. And uh, it's interesting that he he he's had Dan Crenshaw on, and they kind of talk about that a little bit, just about how there's this massive influx of people from other states, right? Like California and New York and, and sort of all over, but some of these bigger companies even that, that have sort of towed the woke line a little bit. Yeah. And, and so that's always the question is how, how far do you, how far does that, uh, their political view, you know, sway Texas? Sure. Right. Man, I don't know. Cause that's... you see it like a lot of the cities, man, are blue they're blue i would say right, right. the majority if gosh i dare i say most all right of major cities in the united states mm-hmm. are they're blue right i i was on the impression that most yes which is really interesting man because then yeah. you think about like just the square miles that are are not that would be conservative right that there, there's some, or at least there, there seems something to that. Now I'll say this: living in, you know, the Pacific Northwest, and then coming out here, the the lifestyle is way different. Mm. It is way different, and and your perspectives and things like that. So I could see how cities might be a little more big government and and all that kind of stuff. Where like a small town, man, it's 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 a different way of life, don't you think? I don't know. I've always lived here as my whole life. <laughs> is that well? You live. I thought you lived in Denver. For I did a while. live in Denver, uh, and I, I. It's funny because I did love it, but I don't want to have, be there. Like you know, I'm, I'm a small town guy. Have we ever? We've never talked on the podcast about what you did in Denver. Oh my god, the job. No, we have it. Is that what people want to talk about right now? I don't know. Do they? I don't know. So here it goes. Uh, when I lived in Denver, I, <clears throat> I just needed a job, and it did. And you know, didn't matter. I just needed to pay bills, so I knew I was moving out there. My brother knew a company, and I was like, man, give me a job there. I guess I'll do it. And so what this company did was they were a delivery service. Uh, They were called First Call. Um, And what we delivered was, uh, I mean, dead bodies. I don't don't know how else to say it. Yeah, no, I think that's— Corpses. I mean, um, people die, right? And so you you need to transport them. You need to transport them to funeral homes or to donors, uh, from hospitals to forensic places. I mean, just— Bodies need moved. Yeah. That's a Somebody's thing. Somebody's got to do it, yeah. And so uh, that's what I did for a little over a year and a half. And uh, Now, most of it is home calls where you're going home and you're picking up someone because they passed away at home, whether mm-hmm. unexpected or right. or uh, expected, whether it be cancer. I mean, there's a lot of sure. cancer stuff, um, suicides, homicides. But anyhow, I just that's, that's what I did for a year and a half. Uh, you you call our company they send me a text with the name age or not age uh name address where it is address where it's going and you go pick this body up and if there's family around you <clears throat> you get really good at talking to family and figuring out the situation and then 
uh, strange as it sounds, it's just like any other job, you get really good at it. So some people pass away in weird, not scenarios, but locations. And so you have to figure out how to move this body in a professional way. And so, I don't know, just an interesting job. That's, Very interesting. That's what I did for a year and a half. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of morbid stuff, so I won't talk about that on the podcast. But if you want to know, hit me up in real life because I – look, if we can be real at the end of the day, everyone's worked a job where something funny has happened. Sure. Or something weird has happened. Everyone. Everyone sure. has a job where something like that has happened. Uh, same thing goes for dead body jobs, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I can't talk about that on, on the air. But sure. if you yeah, want to yeah. hit me up, I got – Tons but I feel like it, just uh, for the listeners, I'm sure that most of the listeners would say that is an odd job, sure, right? Or sure. that's a job that not many people uh, have done, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, it's definitely so. a small little necessary job. It's necessary. Yeah, absolutely, Someone, someone's absolutely. got to do it. So, well, cool. <laughs> but that, now that is where the Joe went to Joseph. Is that right, or is that the job, or is that a different job? Oh, oh, actually, yeah, that's a good point. So when I moved out to Denver, I still went by the name Joe, even though my name is Joseph. I always, I grew up as Joe. And old man David is what everyone called him because his name was David, and he'd been there forever. He was this old man. Old man David, he seemed to know every little trick there was to this job. He had been doing it just for so long. And uh, one night I had my first house call with him. I had been doing it for a couple months, so it was my first time with old man David. And every time you go up to a house with a family, you go through a script of your typical, I'm from this funeral home, I'm going to take good care of your relative, you know, this and that and this and that. And we, we do the job, and as we're leaving, old man David called me, and he goes, hey, just a piece of like professional advice, uh, stop going by Joe and, and start going by Joseph. He goes, it's more biblical and people more more receiving to it. I'm like, huh, okay. And he was right, man. When I would knock on a door now and say like, I'm Joseph from this funeral home. People, it, it was, I don't know how to explain it other mm-hmm. than just to say it was a different reaction. Hmm. As, it was like if I said, I'm Joe, it's like they looked at you like you were 10. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to explain, but it, it was, he was right. And so I went by Joseph ever since then. Hmm. Fancy that. That's a true story. True no story. one needed the ear, but there it is. So true anyhow. Story. Okay. Uh, we're going to press on. Are we going to get into scripture or what? Um, oh my gosh. Hmm. Well, you know, being the wokest podcast on this side of the Mississippi, yes. um, I don't know, man. I do have a version you of the know? Bible that is trans, so that will be good. Okay, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> All right, I'm out. No, 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 we're not that woke. We're not that woke. We stand on the true word of God. Um, but, Chris, I did tell you, oh, there's a chunk I wanted to look at tonight. And we could honestly breeze through in 30 seconds, or we could stay on it. But, um... Now, two things. I am working my way through Romans uh, yet again, and there's just something that it's always been that passage I read, and I'm like, gosh, yes, this. Um, But sure enough, the night I read it, I believe it was the next morning, Paul Washer had a video up, and it like went with that chunk. And so I watched it, and I was like, man, yeah, I just, I love this passage. And so we're going to be in Romans 7, and it starts at, I believe, verse 15, and it's the rest of chapter 7. Now, for those of you who might recognize it, it's it's the part where Paul just gives his spiel about, 
I can't stop doing bad stuff. I I want to do good stuff. I know the good that I should do, right? And and it's this whole it's like he's just venting out loud. Like I imagine a man who just uh, we've all been there where you're broken in like at a night and you're out for a walk or whatever and you're just like yelling at the air. No, that's not what's going on. Obviously this is an epistle, but that's that's just the emotion I get from it. Anyhow, so <clears throat> Paul Washer so not not to get confused with what Paul we're talking about for the, just for the last time. Paul Washer in his video, I like that he asked a good question, man. He he brought up a question of basically a big complaint that he has noticed in Christians. Uh, and I don't want to say failing Christians or stumbling Christians as if there are Christians who don't do that, right? That's so that's not the label I want to use. But maybe you're a Christian who struggles with the same sin mm. over over now whether you cave in and partake in that sin or you just feel tempted by whatever if if there's just a single monster of a sin that just keeps eating at you and you see, you you find yourself going why do i keep struggling with this stupid sin i've been saved for x amount of years why this stupid sin gosh i wish the bible would talk about what that's like mm-hmm. and and christians tend to read scripture and go, man, all these guys got it figured out. The apostles, I mean, Paul, I mean, like, they don't seem to struggle like I do. Well, that's absolutely not true. That's what's going on here in this chunk. That's that's what Paul is doing. And so we'll we'll read it. We'll work our th- way through it. Actually, I'll, I memorized it, so I'll uh, recite it, but you guys listening, you can read and follow so, along if you want to. Romans 7, 15 through... <laughs> yeah, just to the end, uh, 25? Okay. Yeah, all of so all of the last of chapter 7. Okay. This is Paul. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. It is as it is. It is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know the good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not... Do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Dude, gosh, that gets me every time. So for a chunk, this man is just venting. And we have all been there. Even if it's with that stupid sin that we seem to keep coming back to and we go, look, I know I should not do this sin. Why do I keep on doing it? And Christians seem to uh, wrestle with that. And then we tend to, you know, fall into this 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 endless cycle of self-loathing. And we go, man, what am I supposed to do? I wish scripture would tell me what to do. And Paul, in my opinion, gives us the advice of what we should do. That's That's why... Gosh, he's venting, and then 24, what does he say? What a wretched man I am. 
amen and amen. We've, we've all been there. So what's his advice? Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Basically, he vents for this sin that he knows he should not do, that it's waging war against his, the, the law of his mind and making him prisoner. And to confess, what a wretched man I am. What should I do? I'm going to focus on Jesus Christ, our Lord. Because that's who delivered me. That's it, man. That's, that's the chunk I want to give people because we, we gosh, we, it's so easy to give into this losing battle. Well, sure. I feel like it, it's, it, the, the enemy uses that though in, in a big way against us, right? Like when we fail and fail again and fail again and fail again or whatever it might be, um, then that question started coming, man, am I really saved? Do I really love Jesus? You know, all this stuff, right. That comes with that. And that that's, that's debilitating because then we disqualify ourselves Mm -hmm. and Jesus never did. Or um, whether that be from salvation or from other things. Okay, but think about that. <clears throat> when we when we give into that that lie from the enemy, right? That what? I, oh man, am I not saving? We're not. We don't. We don't cave in and say, "Oh man, I guess I'm not." What? No. Paul. Paul confesses. He basically go. He talks about this struggle, and then he goes, "Yep, Amen." What a wretched man I am. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Right? If I'm wrestling with something and I and I confess, man, there's something that keeps bugging me. Why do I keep doing it? The good I know I should do, I don't do. Mm-hmm. The bad I, I don't want to do, I keep on doing that. So do I focus on that and go, darn, I guess I'm not good enough? No. No. You go, well, I am a wretched man. Thanks be to God who delivered me through Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm delivered, man. Amen. I'm I'm in no no more am I do I stand in condemnation. Well, That's you, freedom. Okay, have you ever seen or heard someone use this almost as liberty though to yes. to sin yeah, to well, say, well, hey, you know, the good I want to do I don't do, yes. but the good I or the bad I know I ought not do I do. Um and I'm sure someone now I have not personally heard this one in real life, but I and Paul was aware someone would use this argument. They could definitely take what Paul is saying and go, "Ah, but even Paul says the bad I do, it's it's really not me. It's really not me. The in, it's the sin in me. Sure. It's the sin in who? You, you dummy. Like right, there, you true. can't you can't get out of it. Paul is making that distinction of a the old man and the new. Mm-hmm. You're still in that flesh. Yeah. That flesh is what's it what's he say? Waging war. That's a that's a ongoing constant battle. That flesh and the spirit that dwells in you is going to be pulling it two opposite directions. But I thought once we were saved, we were, like, perfect, though, right? Like Dang it, we, Chris. <laughs> I thought that's, is that not the case? You know, we should, no, I sorry, I hate to burst your bubble, but we really should have someone on who uh, thinks, believes himself to be fully sanctified when you're saved. That's well, out there. I, that's interesting to me. It seems like the Calvinists almost, I, they surely don't stand on that, but, but they use verses that, like, uh, shoot. It's it's in Romans where it talks about how uh, the mind, uh, the mind in the flesh cannot be pleasing to God, something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, 
We would agree with that. Agree. But then Paul is saying that, no, we battle that even in Christ. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. that's a battle. But it's he's ongoing. saying, like, look, don't focus on the stuff, the sin, the struggle. Mm-hmm. Focus on Jesus. Right. Yes, I'm a right. wretch. I get it. I get it. Right. I'm going to own that, and I'm going to keep moving forward. Yep. Gosh. And so, so to the, I guess, I that's it, man. I just wanted I wanted the my brothers and sisters to know that. Look, if there's there's a... If there's many sins you keep struggling with, which, well, amen, right? We all struggle with sin. But if you if you get just beat down and and you start doubting all because of one particular sin where you're going, gosh, I've been saved for 40 years. Why do I keep giving into this one sin? Why have I not beat it yet? Now, do you think with that, with with sin, right? Because... Let's let's be honest, and let's let's do the the thing where we're not woke, right? Okay. Sin is bad, and sin is real, right? All sin, all sin. Bad. Yes. Okay. It's bad. It's real. The consequence of sin is death, yep. right? Eternity in hell is not worth a fleeting sin. It's not. Okay. Now, to to the brothers and sisters that are in Christ, look, we all fall short of glory, of God. Right. That's not. And that's not liberty to continue sinning. Now, right. I guess my question that I really like to ask is that if I'm battling with this sin, do I do that alone? No. Why? Well, I mean, we're we're commanded. Let's let's go to each other. Right. Let's okay. carry each other's James, burden. Right. Yeah, James. Yeah. What four or five? So confess your, confess is, is that to... was that your point that if someone is struggling, they're like, well, I'm just gonna. Keep this to myself for whatever reason. I uh, why why have I not beat this sin? Or I think that that's a part of it, right? Like I think it's multi-faceted I mean, because you can't battle it alone. You're you called can't, you can't. to confess your <laughs> sin to one another. Okay, it's, it's funny that we would convince ourselves we can um, beat sin on our own, right? When the whole the whole premise of being a Christian is you acknowledging Christ. I need the work you did because I cannot beat sin. I'll never be able to beat sin. Right. But then we become a Christian and we go, why have I not beat the sin yet? Yeah, but what? Do, okay, but we, and I, maybe we've talked about this, maybe we haven't. But is this, gosh, in some ways, I feel like this is where the church is failing, right? I'll, is, I'll agree with you. Yeah. Is that if I say, hey, look, I'm struggling with this sin. Now, do I think that you need to, you know, shout that out at, at the prayer time on Sunday morning? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But what would be the problem with that? Well, Why, okay. What would be wrong okay. with me saying, hey, look, I'm struggling because I cannot quit drinking or I, what, whatever it sure, is. Sure, sure. No, what would be the problem with great that? Great question because I, I like what you said. Do I need to sh- stand and shout it out in front of everyone? No. Well, you don't have to. You, you can wait till sure. the elders... After whatever, but no, I love your follow up. What would be wrong with it if my soul was urgent and I and I got something eating at me and I and you're preaching and I go I can't I can't I can't take it anymore. I'm standing up right now and I'm interrupting service. Brothers and sisters, would you please help me? I'm 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 filling the blank. Right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, and what? I think that's where we are failing. And I and I church. want every listener right now to like to think of that brother or sister in Christ. That you could tell your deepest, darkest yep. sin to. Yep. And if you can't think of one, we gotta get real. We're failing. You gotta yeah. get real. Absolutely, man. 
and that and so that means that you're gonna have to put some effort in to engage someone, mm-hmm. and and maybe you have some uh, you know a relationship like that in infant stage, and I'm not saying you ram it on through, but I'm saying. We, you, everybody has got to have a relationship like that yep. to be able to confess because there are sins, let's be honest, that, that can be difficult, right? Yes. Like embarrassing or, or, or shameful or whatever it might be. But that in itself is really of the enemy, right? Yes. Well, okay. So to that too, um, cause uh, let's face it, people can be reasoning in their head right now of a thousand reasons as to why not to stand up and confess sin and ask for help. Uh, one might be because, well, the shame it's going to bring upon me, or or uh, we talked about that letter last yeah. week, right? I mean, the person wasn't confessing, but yeah. the church was addressing a sin. So a reason someone could justify why not to do this is because, well, I don't want to be potentially uh, asked not to come back to church, or, or, or um, I don't want to say shun, but look, look, we should confess. We we want to deal with this. We want to win this this battle that's raging. But we also, as Christians, need to recognize there's consequences. So sure. don't not confess simply because they'll ask you to not be part of worship band anymore. Do you think that 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 in part because I because I, I know that it's it's there is some depth to this. But do you think in part that the reason also would be a dim view of God, right? Gosh, uh, right. Like flesh it out for me. Okay, first <laughs> of all, we need to have a a, a reverence for God, mm-hmm. a, yes. a holy yeah. reverence Amen. for God, in that His Word has the final authority. So, yep. if His Word spells out that hey, this is sin, then I need to take that seriously. Yes. Okay. Now, the implications of that, just like you said, there are consequences, but the implications of me confessing my sin, right? have to be far less than my view of who God is, mm, right? I got you, yeah. Um, if I, because again, I agree that if if I stand up on Sunday morning and say, hey, look, I, you know, I've been cheating on my wife or, you know, so, right, and right, I, right. I guess we always go to like the, the most right, awful things, yeah. but I'm just saying like, there's a massive consequences to that. And, and I get that. And I'm not even suggesting that that's how we deal with business. Or, or things, and I don't know sure, that sure. the Bible necessarily says that either. Confess to one another, meaning right. that's a relationship right. there. I, if well, right, you and I talked about this. Right. If I if I stumble and I fall back, or if I start looking at filth, or if I if I well, we right. go to the extreme. If I go outside my marriage, um, I'm I'm coming to you first, man. I mean, that's that I right. know I have a brother in Christ that I can go, Chris. Gosh, dang it, man, I'm I messed up bad. And right. I know the first thing you would do is eat. Well, I don't know. Two things. I don't know what order it would come in. Uh, you would <laughs> call me an idiot or yeah. or pray. I don't know what would happen first. Yeah. But I'm going to hear. I would probably pray okay. first. But, but then afterwards, you'd probably be like, you, you dumb, dumb. And I might kick you in the sack. Yeah. I mean, but, you're, you know. that's the kind of brother I have is like, sure. I, I know that I'll get a, a brother in Christ response. But then you'll also. Dude, I know still at the end of the day you're going to love me and go, yeah, we got to deal with this. But see, that's that relational piece. And that's what we're talking about when it comes to thinking through. Right now, doing an inventory of who is in your life that you know you could go to with whatever. 
Right. right. With whatever you're struggling with. And ultimately we understand that we go to Jesus with that. We, we get that, mm-hmm. but we're not made to walk alone. And I think no. that when we, when we have that, it's, it is accountability, but it's, it's more than that too. It's that encouragement because you're right. If you came to me and you said, you know, that you, you're stumbling or you sinned or you went outside your marriage or whatever. Yeah, man, I would be disappointed. Right. But my heart would be heavy laden for you. Cause I love you, man. And I love your family and I want your good. So whatever I can do to help, help you get on track, I'm going to do that, man. Right. And, and know that, you know, I do pray for you now, but it would be more so then. And, and two, like, okay, dude, you're going to get real talk, right? Like, right. what the heck led to this, right. man? Why right. haven't you come to me sooner? You know, those things, which is really immaterial mm-hmm. to some degree. But I think that to be able to have that genuine conversation and and then know that I am cheerleading for you, man. Man, it's, I guess it's it, – it, I, I guess it breaks my heart for the, the person listening who, if they got a sin they're struggling with, and they're like, man, I, no, I I know Scripture says I should confess and this and that, blah, blah, blah. But I just, I don't think I have the relationships with any brothers and sisters that they would respond in a biblical way themselves. And so, right. therefore, I'm just not going to confess. Um, I don't know, man. I, I have that peace of mind. I, I'm, I certainly don't want to mess up, but sure. I know at the end of the day, if I do, man, I have... I got you at my table. I know my wife is going to be like, mm-hmm. I know I have yeah. the, the Christian love of of that family that, that, that I need. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It, so, that is, I mean, when you think about it like that, that is heartbreaking. So what would be, yeah. what would be your encouragement or how would, how would you encourage someone that feels like, man, I really don't have anyone at my table that I could go to for whatever reason. You know, I, maybe it's their own uh, issue with vulnerability, or maybe it's it's yeah. I don't think they would respond well. So I mean, it is a couple of things. Obviously, one that individual themselves, but we we mentioned it moments ago. Well, minutes ago was that this has got to be an aspect the church is failing at. Man, if if we are putting on this false image to new believers or old believers that we are absolutely perfect i'm fully sanctified you know oh just because i'm a leader in the church i don't sin anymore like bull i don't know like i'm 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 people probably get tired of hearing it but i'm very open about my um temptations i guess i've i've spoke from the pulpit about like i'm open i i've asked the church to pray for me when when my wife is out of town i'm open about it the the first reason is because I do need. I'm not. I'm not putting on a show. I I want you guys to pray for me. That's first. Second, I'm trying to lead by example and say, here's what it looks like to cry for help. It's mm-hmm. not that hard, you guys. Right. It's not. Yeah. It's I point. need it. Yeah. And so I guess that that's been my mindset. Is I I I want to demonstrate this. Here's what it looks like, guys. And so no, to your point, you don't have to get up in front of everyone and say that. But, sure. but find leaders, find find someone in the church that you can pull aside and go, man, I need prayer. I'm I'm 
struggling with whatever. Right. Absolutely. I, it makes me, when you were talking about that, you're talking about sort of the church struggling with this and it, you know, I, I can't help but think to some degree that's off putting to, to have this perception that, Oh, we have it all together. But then mm-hmm. I went a step further in my own thought and thought and thought, <laughs> oh <my> gosh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> do you think that this is why the woke church is growing so much, right? Because it's, mm. hey, come as you are, be genuine. And what they right, mean by right. come as you are is not what Jesus means right. by come as you are, right? In that, yeah, come to me, all who are heavy, burden, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. And, and laden, right? I will give you rest. His point is like, look, yes, come. Come, Zacchaeus. Come, Matthew. Right. As you are. As you are. You're not going to stay that <laughs> way. Because, right, when I get done with you, right. You're not going to stay that way. But the woke church is like, yeah, come as you are because sin sentence. is like not really sin. Right. And we're just genuine and authentic about it. And we just admit that we struggle. That is is equally, uh, no, I don't want to say it's off-putting. It's very uh, inclusive, right? Yeah. Well, it's certainly way more easier to be part of a community that says, look, everyone welcome, which is, that's biblical. I say everyone's welcome, but stay as you are. That's fine. We're not going to try to, to change you or like, so do you think that there's a balance and the church, should the church say like, look, come as you are right. But we are, we're working out Mm -hmm. this process of sanctification, man. We're, we're working on this process to be more holy every single day. And so in order for uh, the church to do that, to, to, to sanctify, to work through this, that's on the individual then to speak up and say, well, I need work in this area. I can't read your mind. Church leaders can't read your mind. You have have to be open. So, what about the listener right now that is listening and they have tried this? Okay, they were struggling with something. Sure, they went to leadership and and it just blew up in their face. Oh man, I'm then first of all, I'm really sorry for you because, man, uh, like I like your answer. And before you even said it, I knew it that if I came to you with some, your heart would be heavy for me, mm-hmm. brother. That's that's spiritual. That's spirit. Like right. that's spirit. Yeah. And so I. I Man, I'm sincerely, I apologize to anyone who, who has taken a sin to an individual, to a leader, to a group, and you were rejected and not helped out, not prayed for. Right. I'm, I'm extremely sorry. Absolutely. I will tell you that's not how it should be. Right. It's not. Right. Now, and I, I mentioned earlier, though, there, there are consequences if— um. We've talked about this ministry here, but let's go back a few years um, when I was youth leader. Mm-hmm. If I stumbled, the church leaders wouldn't even have to ask me to step down. I would step down. Right. That's part of That's a consequence, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can come back. Great. Don't, don't let that be the reason why you go, man, I better keep this in a secret because I don't right. want to lose whatever. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Or, or, or don't, don't also... Because that's a relational piece with Jesus. Ultimately, that's what it's right. all about. So don't also throw the church out with that either. Right. But but certainly not relationships. And look, yeah. people are, we're imperfect. So I'm not giving liberty to say, well, you know, maybe they're having a bad day. Look, you can't quit trying because you fail. And that's right. that's the point of what Paul is talking about, right? Oh, dude. Like, I, I keep doing <laughs> what I don't want to do. I keep doing. Yeah, nowhere in this passage did he say, 
finally beat that sin. Right. No, his ending remark is, what a wretched man I am. Yep. He never once makes this argument of like, well, I'm not so bad. Ah, I'm perfect now. Yes. I'll get it tomorrow. You know and what? I'll thing. nip this sin in the butt. Maybe next year. Sure. No. What a wretched man I am. Gosh, darn it, Paul. And you know what? People sometimes, um, I've heard Christians kind of, I don't know, not, not make fun, but kind of make fun of this chunk because it's like, Paul, you're just repeating yourself, <laughs> right? The good I know I should do, I don't do. Like he, he says everything like five times over and over and over. And, and he says it in different ways. The man's being thorough. This is the issue of sin. Not once is he saying, ah, but I finally beat it. He ends by saying, gosh, what a wretched man I am. When it's so easy, I think the the part of taking liberty to that, because I, if I'm being honest, I do find great comfort and, and encouragement in Paul saying that because yes. it is Paul. It's Paul. If, Paul, you know yeah, I mean? if Paul's, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, but it is encouraging because that is his resolve too, is that, yeah, what a wretched man I am. So, you know, he goes on in uh, Romans 12 to talk about like to sort of, uh, well, let's just go to it. Romans 12. Yeah, I guess if you want to get into scripture, what's the deal here? Uh, verse three, for the grace given to me, I say to you, everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, mm. right? Sober judgment is how we should evaluate ourselves. And that that's important. And that's Paul right here is, is emulating that, right? By saying, yeah, what a wretched man I am. But, you know, but thanks be to Christ. Gosh. That's sober judgment. He's being real about it. Like, look, I, I struggle so much at times because I know what I ought to do. I know the good that I ought mm-hmm. to do, but I don't, I don't do that. But the bad, the stuff that I hate... That's what I do. Keep doing it, yeah. Right, and and he's very genuine about that. But that's sober judgment, is it not? Right. That's a clear mind of going, oh, I'm not going to water this. I'm, gosh darn it, man. That's the tough thing, too, as a Christian. If you're going to keep something on a sin, it. how many days, weeks, months, years can you keep doing that sin before you water it down finally and go, you know what, maybe that sin's not so bad. I'm just right. gonna, that's yeah. just No, not once did Paul do that. Right. This bad Oh, I keep doing it, and I sh- I don't want to. Right? Yeah. Jeez. Well, and then you know, not. I guess going back to the listener, that doesn't mean you know find it find a church that's accepting of it either. Right. 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 Because right. you can't. You you could, dude. You could go find church to justify your sin and not put a wet towel on it, and and let you like you said, stay stay come as you are and stay that way. What? That's too bad. It is, man. It's well. Gosh, it's it's gross because I like Greg's analogy of the bride, but yeah, absolutely. Man. So there you have it. Good old good advice from Paul, man. I mean, just just being real with who you are and what you are, right? Especially if you're in Christ now, you are you're you're you have two two natures <laughs> pulling at war with one another. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at the end of the day, if you're going, gosh darn it, Chris and Joseph, how come I? I can't kick this in. Well, cause you're, you're a sinner. <laughs> you're, sure. you're a wretched person. Just like I am, just like Chris is, just like Paul is. Mm. But thanks be to God. 
the yeah. freedom that we have in Christ. Amen. Gosh, man. I, I love Paul. Good old Paul. Now, what was uh, Washer's take on all that? Um, so, yeah, I don't want to steal from him. So, basically, the only thing I took from him was that he posed that um, – he, he said, you know, I see a lot of young Christians today complain about why do I keep struggling with the same sin over and over and over. If I'm saved, why do I keep struggling with the same sin? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the chunk that he looked at, and it's because, dude, brother, we're we're all gonna go through that season where we go, man. I'm I've been saved for how many years? Why do I keep going back to this stupid sin? Mm-hmm. We're all gonna do that. Now, do you think? Do you find? And maybe there's no difference, but do you think that if someone is struggling with sin, that's better than sinning and not struggling with it? Or do you think it matters because better, sin is sin? Yeah, better than what sense, though. What are you asking? Are you trying to trick me? No, I'm asking a question. I mean, I would say, at the very least, if someone comes up to me and goes, uh, why, why am I struggling with sin, blah, 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 I must not be saved. I would at least start with, well, you confess that the sin you're wrestling with and you don't, you don't want to be doing it. Yeah, okay, whew. That makes me a little... That's like, better than someone yeah. like nonchalantly, like, better. yeah, I keep doing the same. Better well, in the sense of, like, well, at least they have their repentance and understanding of sin yes it's better in that sense compared to the person who goes oh yeah yeah no i'm totally a christian but um i, I look at porn once in a while like what's what's the big deal right like i don't act out i'm not actually going around and cheating mm-hmm. i'd be like bro <laughs> i think jesus is pretty clear about that so right, we yeah. should address it so anyhow better in what sense well just hopefully their understanding of sin and that they are look okay if someone said anything uh, opposite of what Paul is saying there, uh, if if they, for instance, said, I'm a Christian, but I'm really not that bad, I would be concerned. I'm not saying they're not saved, but I would I would want to press into it and go, yeah, but Paul says he's a pretty wretched man. Would you agree with that? And if they go, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not that bad. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> we, yeah, how'd you get there? Show me Dang. what shortcut you took as a Christian. Good grief. And lead, um, and lead you the way or what? Yeah, holy cow. What's uh, I think it's Paul. Um, oh, where does he say it? Any man that standeth, take heed, lest he fall. Like, dude, don't don't get too puffed up. Don't think because you're 50 years saved that you finally did beat sin and that you got to figure it out. No, you'll, you, you could still fall. That's his point. You could still, brother, that's why I don't, I don't want to toot my horn, right? Mm-hmm. If I, if I give the impression that I've kicked any sin, because I could fall tomorrow. Absolutely could fall. I could, gosh, man, I'm, I'm a wretched man. I, I have the potential. Now, people don't like to speak like this, but I have the potential. I could lose this ministry tomorrow mm-hmm. by my behavior. I could lose my wife and daughter sure. by a sinful behavior tomorrow. I, yeah. I could fully do that. Sure. I'm a wretched man. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want people... You know, talking about giving that false impression that, oh, I've got it all mastered. I, brothers and sisters, listeners, I don't. Now, Chris might have no, sin no, 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 no. whooped in the butt. Can't I wait do for not. Him. When are you going to write that book? What book? How to Punch <laughs> Satan in the Nose. I don't know. What are I, you going to title it? I think that was a good <laughs> title, but I'm not a writer, so... <laughs> uh, but you're not denying that you... But I know someone who is. Mastered sin. <sighs> Keep teasing it. Yeah. Yeah, man. We got an announcement coming up. I'm so excited. Okay. I don't know, man. That's the chunk that was eating at me and 
I want to talk about it. So what else, <laughs> what else you got, man? Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know that, uh, I got a whole lot really. That's fine. Yeah. We won't do our usual two hour episodes. We might have a quick little nugget for the listeners this week. It's all right. I think it was good, though. I really do. Yeah, I feel man. Like... I mean, I don't know if anything we can encourage someone to that's maybe been putting off um, confession or addressing their sin, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or or uh, that's stuck in that rut of going, um, gosh, my salvation's in question because I keep messing with this fill in the blank, right? Look, if, if you're in Christ, your salvation's not in question. Not if you're in Christ. Absolutely not. No now, way. <clears throat> let me ask you this then. Oh, what is gosh. the measure of of that? Right? Like I think there's a difference and maybe we just kind of touched on it, but if someone is saying like I'm in Christ and yeah, I sin, but it's it's totally mm-hmm. like me. No yeah, big, it's not deal. That big deal. Mm-hmm. Do you do you <sighs> I would press in. I'd go, "Well, how do you know you're in Christ?" Right. You're making a claim that you're in Christ. Well, how do you know you're in Christ? I don't know, because he, he loves me. Well, <laughs> yeah, he loves you if you're in Christ, but how do you know you're in Christ? Sure. I, I mean, I would, let's, I don't know. I did the the thing. What's that? I feel like that's how I would, Biden would give his testimony. <laughs> how do you know you're saved? I don't know, because of the, the thing. <laughs> I should make fun of our president, but yeah, well. I just feel, I basically... <laughs> If someone's giving their testimony like Biden would, then yeah, I have, I would, I'm concerned. I wouldn't just say, you're not saved. I look, I can't make that. I would just press in, right? Let's dive into it. Just same thing for me. If Chris, if, if you see me behaving in a way that goes, that contradicts everything I speak and teach and, and believe to be, you would approach me with concern and say, brother, like, what is going on these past few weeks or whatever? Like you have have been demonstrating something wild and then uh, I better give a really good answer because you, Chris, will kick me. I mean, you said that on air. It's official. I so. would do that. But it would just be out of concern. The uh, approach. I don't know about the kick. I feel like the kick is just out of spite. <laughs> that's that's on you. Maybe. So. Uh, what you looking up there? <laughs> two, two Corinthians. Uh, it's Second Corinthians, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> two Corinthians, thirteen, verse five. Come, okay. examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? So now you have unless to be... indeed you fail to meet the test. Now, you have to be Calvinistic for that to actually make sense, right? The sinner can't test themselves. <laughs> I want to punch you. I've gone cross-eyed. That's clearly advice to anyone to test yourselves. Why would yeah. he give that? Because you could, let's be for real, you could test yourself and go, whoa, I'm not lining with Scripture. But Because that would be the measure, right? Yep. That would be the measure. Yep. I mean, Paul talks about how we ought to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Uh, in in Matthew, Jesus Dude, talks well, about like, go ahead. Oh, okay. I don't want you to lose your point, but just if you right that verse says, "Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you?" Unless, of course, you fail the test. Mm-hmm. 
So it sounds like a unsaved person could come to the realization, holy moly, I'm not in Christ. Yeah, I would okay. I would agree with that. Checkmate. Because what is Calvinism? The, right. Sorry. No, sure. okay. But what was your point? I, well, I, I no, didn't just that no, Jesus talks about uh in Matthew there where, you know, many would come to me on that day oh, and yes. say, Lord, Lord, did we not? And we've yep. talked about this many times. Scary stuff, man. And there there these people believe, right? And they did some really interesting things, right? Did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not yeah. do these mighty works and signs and wonders and all this and that? That okay. Right? I'll, yeah, I want to pull And the point I pull really is not I was in Jesus, like Jesus was in me. I am in Jesus, right? Like that is my salvation. That is my hope. Jesus, not, not these the works, things. not these things, right. not none of that stuff. And <clears throat> so I guess the whole point really, right, of, of testing to see if we're in the faith is, are we in the faith? Do we line up with the word right. of God? Does, we does to- when the word of God say that, look, this is sin, am I saying Oh man, that's a tough one because I really struggle with that. But it's sin. Or are we saying, yeah, that's what he says, but you know, that's not that's not what he meant, or that's not what it that's not what it means. You know, there's a nuance to it, and really we have to take that nuanced approach so we can nuance it with nuances. Such a nuanced approach. Um What was that geeky Jerry or Jeffrey or Jim or Justin, Justin, yeah, we should, that. we should look up more of his videos. That's some really bad. We're not plugging this guy. No, do not check him out. We will for you and report because it's some really twisting of the scriptures. Um, you know, he, which makes me really mad about that guy's page is that we both commented and you cannot see. You can't find the comments. Can't. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. By the way, um, <clears throat> no. If we could just and now I don't know if you have an answer, but. Uh, me? Well, yeah. So in oh, that, I do. In that, <laughs> I mean, a correct answer. Test me. Um, so when they will say, Lord, Lord, did we not do these things, right? Prophesy in your name, drive out demons, uh, perform many miracles. And obviously the point of that is he's going to, there's going to be people that claim that and he's going to say, turn away, right? So I guess my question to you on the spot is, did they even actually perform those things or are they just claiming? Because mm. I can't perform those things. Today, that's my. That's why I'm asking. That's a good point because I'm having this this side conversation <laughs> uh, with Greg. Okay, and about it's uh, Luke 11, and the point that Jesus is making when he's asked about, you know, because they say that he's driving out demons by Beelzebul, mm-hmm. and the point that Jesus is making is is that what these folks are standing on is false exorcism. Right. And Jesus has the authority to actually do that. Right. Because I'm sure you remember in Acts there were, um, there's someone that was not in the faith was like, oh, by the name of Jesus, you know, we drive you, we cast you out. And they say, Paul, we've heard of Mm -hmm. Jesus. We know. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> they turn and maul the guys, right? <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. that is the point that Jesus is making in that yeah. Luke 11 yeah. part is just that he has the actual authority. So you make a great point, and I don't know. Okay, well, I, and and that's fine. <clears throat> I would say I'm I'm a cessationist, so I would say, you know what? They didn't even perform those things. They're just claiming they did. Or maybe, do, or what is it? Or do you think it's like this... 
and and again, I don't think uh, if I say the woke church, I, I'm sure that there have been. This has been around for a long time, so I'm not trying to to say anything about it. But like the word of faith movement and this and that, do yes. you think that that is a part of what could be talked about there? Because this is yes, not actually man. stuff that's happening, yes. but there are a ton of people yes. that believe in this nonsense. It's a false um, message, right? That you right. need to be able to speak in tongues to be saved. That's a, just a sign, right? It's right. a proof. Um, you should be able to to heal or given the gift of all this stuff. That's that's not going on right now, man. That's ceased. And so uh, it is. It's my understanding. That's why I asked. It's it's on it's on the spot. It's unfair. But it's my understanding. Those people there, they didn't perform those things. But guess what they're doing? And standing in front of the presence of the Lord, they're turning to their works. Oh man! But they're saying they did something that they actually didn't. They didn't do. do. Oh, yuck! See, I guess I've never taken it that way. But I think that that's an interesting take. And and you know, could be somewhat reasonable. Yeah. I and don't just, know that I'm a cessationist, though. Just to be honest with you, though. <sighs> What about tongues? I have what, a tongue. I guess yes. we, we need to talk about the, yeah. Why are you not cessationist? Why am I not? Yeah, because what, I what don't is want. still continuing, I guess. Well, I don't know. Okay. And that, so okay. I feel like yeah, I probably am more so, but, but I don't know because I've, I feel like, have you ever listened to like the voice of the martyrs podcast? I have read and their, you have read their me. stuff. No. So that is something that I've heard on several of their episodes where they have, they have people and this is the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Is that these are people that are in these third world countries. Um, and, and I get it like, you, you know, can I verify this and that? No, I can't. So, but they talk about that. They talk about the move of God happening, manifesting himself in that way. Now, can God prior to someone giving them the word, we're showing up and people are going, yeah, yeah, no, I already knew about God. No. Oh. No, I'm saying like, they, like say there's a healing or something along oh, those lines. Okay. I get, Man, they, I, get, I went way off. <laughs> I, no, that's what I mean. It's like, they, uh, and, and see, this is the thing. And, and they would, they would back talking. it up because we would look throughout scripture and we would say that there were these periods in time, right? Moses, uh, Ezekiel, uh, uh, Elijah or not Ezekiel, maybe Elijah and Elisha is what I meant yeah, to yeah. say. Okay. Then you look at the, you know, the apostles with Jesus. So there was these distinct periods of time where these miraculous signs and wonders yes, were yeah, given. Right. And that was for a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. It was to verify the call of the man of God, that they would know that this is, this is real. This mm-hmm. man serves the living God. Okay. So they stand on this in, present day by saying that, you know, they go into these third world countries who have not heard of Jesus or are not well acquainted. Um, and, and so they, there are these things that take place as mm. far as healing and things like that. Now, does that mean that this individual is doing that stuff or does that mean that they're praying about this stuff and God intervenes, which mm. it's ultimately always God anyways. It is always God. Yes. Right. Uh, so, so, if if I'm uh if I'm being uh shoot I guess if I'm making a distinction is what I'm trying to say yeah. if I'm making a distinction between this person prays and this uh, this person is healed and this person heals this person mm-hmm. is there there's a distinction there yeah yeah do we that, see that distinction in scripture yeah the distinction I would say is that person does not have the gift of healing but God can heal right yeah. 
Okay. Now, okay. And that sounds, for the listener who has like, they're like, well, didn't you just say the same thing? No, I mean. No, no, no. I, I, I'm tracking with yeah, you. And, yeah. I, and it makes sense to me. And that's, I feel like I tried to make that distinction. Yeah, yeah. Because there was times, right, when, when you know, Paul's shadow was healing people, right? Like the shadow of what? Paul. Yeah, in Acts. What? Yeah. You're blowing my mind. That does not sound right. Or there or his napkin. I don't know. Right. I'll look it up. You keep on talking this amazing. Well, I, You're I guess my mind. I'm just saying that people people were healed by that stuff. So you would there be a distinction that you would say that that Paul had that ability to heal, that or they were hoping that Paul's shadow would even fall on them. How did I miss that? I don't know. Holy cow! Acts five. So that at least Paul's shadow might fall on them as he passed by the crowds, bringing their sickness, and all of them were healed. What? Yeah. I've never... How did I miss that? I don't know. But, but we would make a distinction, though, okay. in saying that that was... And again, it's ultimately God who's doing that, right? It's not Paul. <laughs> yes, right. Paul's Paul not doing have, that. Paul didn't take any credit for it. Right. He didn't... No, none of that no. stuff, okay? But... <laughs> but that was definitely associated with Paul yes. where, where I might say that I believe that, that God still heals and he still listens yes. to prayer in a sense that he, he uses that. He, he validates that prayer or he, or he not validates. That's probably not the right word, but, but he will honor that, right? If a, if a group of people are praying together, oh, excuse me, over this individual who is sick and that individual is healed, would you would you deny that? Would you say that doesn't happen? I I would say he um, God heals. Yeah, I'd still say God heals. Okay, so then what is it? So the distinction you're making is you're saying the gift someone the gift. does not have the right. specific gift yeah. to heal. Yeah, go up and command someone to be healed. See, Get I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah, I don't have your problem yeah, yeah. with with that. I feel like I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm okay with that. Yeah, but oh, can I explain the one? Because I, I sound like an idiot there a little bit ago. So um, I must have misheard. I thought you were talking about um, people going into like a tribe who's never been preached to and they show up there and the tribe goes, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We've already heard about this Jesus Christ before you even showed up. He was in our dreams or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh. That's what I thought you said. It, and now that we're talking about it, I am going to make a bold statement and say, um, I have heard that those things happen. I have. I have. Yeah. Do I know it to be true? No. But I will make a statement tonight. I don't believe they are true. That dreams that that this tribe was reached to. I don't even like know. as a because I've heard stories like that. Scripture is clear that that's what we are to do. That's why it's important. It's urgent. Blessed are the feet that go bring the name. I mean, how can they call them unless they hear? I feel like I was listening to an episode not even shoot not even that long ago at all, and so, and there was like this 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 gal had had a dream and it wasn't like this whole tribe or anything like that, okay. but they go and they're, they're talking to this lady and, and she's sort of talking about someone that she saw in a dream. And, mm-hmm. and this guy had like one of those <clears throat> terrible, I mean, I don't want to say terrible, but like pictures of Jesus, you oh, know what I mean? Gosh, like yeah. what we think, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, Oh yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. See, I would, I would hear that story and go, Okay. Like, yeah. I, yeah, like, uh, okay. I'm but. See, my thing is, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it didn't happen, but I, I feel like I'm with you that 
Meh. It's it's really of no consequence, <laughs> right? To- Just imagine someone going back from some trip and they're like, Chris, we went to this island. These natives, they've never seen human beings. And we preached and they said, no, we've already heard of Christ in our dream. And you go, meh. Okay, hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. I would, There's though. A- I would go, meh. No, you would yes, not. Yes, I would. No, you That's would not. That's the point if I'm for, making. No. Yes. If it was someone that you knew, mm-hmm. bull crap. Yeah, I would. I'm I, calling bull crap. I would, I'd go. I. I, that's the that's why I said the bold claim I'm going to make tonight is I don't believe it I don't <clears throat> I'm saying scripture's clear that's crap. what we're we're supposed to go out and I I get they that can't but call you, unless, but you're saying that you wouldn't if someone came, someone that you knew oh right yeah I'd like press to me into, that's yeah, yeah, different yeah, yeah, than yeah. like hey I'm listening the on this uh, this I'm listening to. <laughs> A podcast with someone that I don't know who has a guest on, and they're talking about someone that they do know. Like, okay, okay that's not firsthand. Right. But if I if went you come on home a and, thing, yeah. a trip, and I said to yeah. you, "Look, dude, I know you're not going to okay. believe this. This is this sounds so wild, but this is incredible." You would look at me and say, <laughs> meh, meh. "No, if it was you, I'd be like, Chris, shut that up. That didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> bull. Come on, and man. Then, and 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 if you still were like, no, that's really happened, I'd be like, Chris. I don't believe it. There's got to be some something to explain there, but yeah, Jesus, whatever. Yeah, were they at least saved, Chris? That's the end of the story. And you're like, I don't know. The story was so cool. Like, well, okay, whatever. We didn't even talk to him about. Yeah, it we just talked about their dream. So, nah. Okay, because how do you even know it was? If it was like demonic, like see, like there's so many aspects that I'd be like, sure, Dude, yeah. let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah, definitely. They're they're definitely. But that's why we test the spirit. Yes. Okay. We test the spirits, See, right? It's all, it all fits together. That's where we were Absolutely. going. We knew we were going down this rabbit trail for a reason. Bro, you blew my mind. I'm going to read Acts um, 5. 5. Well, gosh, because I just finished Acts some months ago again, and I missed that. That's insane. That's, that's, that's like legit. Man. Yeah, that, that's like Paul being like, peep. No, but it's pretty cool. Um, okay. But how much... And I, this is a question that I that I I sort of wrestle with from time to time. Is that how much? Where do babies come from? That's not a question that I wrestle with at all. We'll answer it. No. Oh. Um. Is how much belief dictates? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The healing or the miracle yeah. or or whatever. Right. Because we've seen that in scripture. Right. Like he said he literally says you didn't believe enough. Yeah. Or it's a tough one. When Jesus goes to his his hometown, right, mm-hmm. and he said yep. that you know prophets don't <laughs> they have honor, but not in their hometown, right? right and right, that's right. why yeah. many miracles did not happen. Uh, and th- and that's all that's all fine because it still fits in with well that stuff was happening at the time. You don't get to say ah see theirs didn't happen because they didn't have enough belief. Therefore, Joseph Dobbs, you don't have enough faith. I I don't oh, see that. Oh, I see. But, don't, but they no, will. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, Continuous that's a will good make point that make, argument That's today. not what I... That sure. was not the point that I was making, but that is a good point. Continuous right? make that argument today. Yeah. Well, see, you just don't have Ooh. enough belief. That's why you're not speaking in tongues. You don't have enough belief. That's why you don't haven't received a gift. They'll say that. I feel like it's not fair. Mm, I don't like that. No. That goes against scripture. Right. No way, yeah. man. That's nonsense. Gosh. But you know what? That's why it's in scripture. It's, been, it's really good advice. Test. Test mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Because then it ends by saying, you could fail that test. Don't fail the test. Don't. But you know what's cool about that is, if you are testing your... Do, 
we got to have the Calvinist on again because I don't understand how a lost person could test themselves and come to know that they fail that test. I don't. I can't just. I can't make sense of that in Calvinism, right? Because you would pass the test, right? Right. Or, but then w- therefore, weren't you all like, what? Yeah, he probably says that, but that's probably not what he meant. <clears throat> right. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's the old Calvinist cigar. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I know. Not- it was a it was low hanging fruit, but it made me giggle. So, okay, no reason at all are we picking on Calvinism tonight, but it's just it's thick. So there you go. Anyhow. Is there anything, any other amazing pieces of scripture you want to throw at us? Because I am. I'm geeking out over that Acts one, man. That's awesome. No, that's all I got, man. All right. I thought you had another one up your sleeve, guy. <laughs> you seem to know it all. No. no all right. No. Well, how about this then? We'll, we'll get out here early. You said you got something to go to. Um, we won't do our usual two-hour episodes that we've been doing. Get an hour in. It was a good yeah. one. Man. It was no, great. It was I mean, good, man. I, I was really... That Romans 7, dude. I mean, that's a good portion of Scripture anyways, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much practical application to that. Necessary application, right? right? Yeah. I mean, but that's that's the whole point is to the Christian, to the brothers and sisters who are listening. Look, we're all in the same boat, man. We're all in this dumb, wicked thing called flesh, and we're all going to struggle like Paul. I'm, I'm still a wretch, right? Right. And that was his point. And so, uh, well, well, that's that's not his point. His point continues. Yeah. To acknowledge I'm a wretch, but continuing on to say, thank God for Christ. Yeah. Thank you for Christ. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What I would say too, I mean, we talked a little bit about the listener who who, you know, doing that evaluation of of, you know, who do you have in your life at your table that that you can confess to, that you can confide in Mm -hmm. and all all that stuff. Right. Now, I want to go to the other side of the table and say, look, if if you notice people that that are in need of of that relational peace, right? Mm-hmm. That that discipleship or whatever, which we talked about, we went through a series. Um, shoot, that was the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah, it was. So we went through a series there, and discipleship was one of those things that, that was vitally important. If you're in that season or stage of your life and your walk, then then maybe it's time to branch out a bit. You know? Oh man, absolutely. Right? Make a move. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. If you see that need there, or or if, if you just see a, a red flag, man, make the approach. Well, Look, think- we we should be um, so rooted in Christ that we're not offended if someone comes up and goes, "Hey, man, are, how you doing? Are you struggling with anything?" Don't, mm-hmm. We we should be in Christ enough to to not get offended by that. Yeah. You actually should go, "Man, thanks for checking in on me. Right. I appreciate that." Yeah, you knucklehead. Yeah, knucklehead. <laughs> That's what everyone calls you. Uh, me? Yeah. How about this? Uh, I like what you said to the other end of it. Are you approachable? Mm. If someone has a need and they're like, gosh, I, I would like to tell Chris Douglas this, but he's yeah. going to mock me or ridicule me or not. Ha- I, I don't know. Fill in the blank. Now, no, that's a good I find one, that man. hard someone to say that about you, but I don't know. I use you as I'm a, sure I can be pretty. <laughs> as an example. Pretty. Are callous. you approachable? I don't know. I don't know. Why do you keep looking at me, dude? Chris, <laughs> are you approachable? <laughs> the listeners are begging. Uh-huh. Well, I would say that, though, too, that if if you have some questions, uh, I mean, for us even, you know what I mean? like, mm-hmm. or, or if maybe, like, hey, this is kind of what I got going on or, or whatever, maybe we could point you in a direction. Mm-hmm. Maybe we we have, you know, someone that, that we would, like, uh, 
maybe we could point you to. You know what I mean? Sure, if, absolutely. If you're struggling with something, um, and and we're not the the person to confide in or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe we could help connect you with someone that would be. Yeah, or, or us too. I mean, I'm not I, opposed to that either, but I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, definitely get a hold of us, uh, Chris and I. Man, I would definitely pray with someone. I, I would definitely um, keep you in my prayer list. Uh, but yeah, like you said, if if you want, if you're looking, at it, if you need help getting directed to a group or whatever, man, mm-hmm. we'll do our hardest. So so reach out to us if you want to. Let us know something you're struggling with. We can pray for you, uh, and and you. Don't have to let us know when you want to continue on and find someone. Else. That's fine. We're just we hope this episode was an encouragement to to take that step, right? Don't just stay in your sin, but to address mm-hmm. it, to confess. Man, I am a wretch. Gosh, I need Christ and I need I need mm-hmm. I need prayer. I need my brothers and sisters. I need help. So well, find that strength, a, man. That's a part of the struggle that we that we have to go through. It right? is. Yeah. Well, so. for all of us, you seem to have mastered sin like <clears throat> mastered sinning yeah <laughs> yeah i think you're right on that chief bud. of sinners baby chief. i mean dude I, I think it's so easy for people to read a lot of paul's stuff and does and to go oh he's just being hyperbolic he's just making a point no i i think paul that's really how he saw himself mm. he's a wretch chief of sinners not worthy of this call yeah i believe him when he says that well i think it seems like the the process of sanctification and and it seems like the closer we get to God, the more aware you are, right? Like the yeah. more you desire to be holy before the Lord, the more you realize, oh my gosh, man! Yeah, I said that today. I cannot believe I did yeah. that today. You know, or whatever it might be. Yeah, um, yeah, we got to confess that stuff gosh, and man. and not minimize it. It's not little stuff there you go. because there's something going on right in my heart that that even a gives me the desire to say that thing or do that mm. thing. I need to address that. And so, you know, it's a process, but yeah. um, it's well worth it, I would say. Amen. We'll stop there. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. So, brothers and sisters, we, we do hope this was encouragement, man, that that, that it's um, an answer if you are struggling with something. Just, man, take the advice of Paul to to acknowledge it. Yeah, I am a wretch. I'm, I am bad. Don't do the try to justify in your head and say, well, I'm not so bad. You know, I don't do sin like so-and-so. Um, no, Paul proclaims, I'm a wretch. But then he goes on to finish his thought and says, thank God, though, for the freedom in Christ. Okay? Amen. So we do want to ask you to, to, to reach out if you have something you want prayer for um, or concern. Man, get a hold of us. Oh, quick plug. I was told we need to uh, drop Hope's Place again and just let the listeners know they need help. A lot of volunteer work. They're doing some big stuff over the summer, mm-hmm. a lot of concrete work. Some construction probably still, I assume. I think this weekend they have a Saturday, large right? Group. A big, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, to the listeners, uh, Hope's Place. Yes. Spread the word or go help. They just, they told me to drop yeah. the name. So yeah. I, I know that so they are in need of some volunteer okay. help. So okay. for sure. Uh, and the Victory House, Teen Challenge. Oh, gosh. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to go over there tomorrow, actually. I'm going to do the chapel. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. You'll tell me how that goes. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm praising God for the opportunity and and uh, you know to serve. And so, with that being said, yeah, if you can pitch in in any of that stuff, great. But if you would just commit to prayer, true discussion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, commit to prayer, hopes place. Commit to prayer, uh, the Victory House. So yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Praise God, brothers and sisters. We're gonna get out of here. That was some. Uh, you know what? If, if we can confess to the listeners, this was an episode we kind of just winged, and man, it was. It was rich. It's probably the best one. It was 
was the best one today. All right, brothers and sisters, we're going to wrap it up. This was another episode of True Discussion. Until next time, God bless. God bless. Let's be honest. When Chris writes a book, it's going to be titled How to Wear Those Pink Tights. <laughs>